After years of wedded bliss, Nick couldn't take it any longer. Melissa, through no fault of her own, had grown up in a home without cable TV or a VCR. If that last sentence confused you, Google it. This had resulted in her having very little pop culture movie knowledge. In order to right this injustice, the duo will watch and discuss movie after movie until Melissa has caught up with the zeitgeist of her generation. Welcome to their journey. Oh, I don't know what happened to my voice just then. It disappeared on you. I guess it's it, it, it just goes in and out. It's like magic. <laughs> so. What's a great I, start. I know, right? Hey, <laughs> what can I say? Sometimes I come up a little short. Um, Your height's just fine. Oh, well, you know, sometimes. Depends. Do you have any idea? You look rather excited. Are you Are you excited? What? I'm excited. You're excited, okay. What are we watching? Is it Christmassy? Do you know what we're watching? I'm assuming no. I have no idea. Okay. We are watching a movie called Willow. Willow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever heard of this movie? Does it have Tom Cruise in it? <laughs> no, that's Legend. Have you ever seen Legend? We started watching Legend one time and Did I we? fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> I think we started watching it at like, I don't know, midnight. So that's that's like very late for you. Legend has Tom Cruise in it, like Correct. really, really old. What? It's a really old movie. Legend. What is your definition of old? We always know. have this. Like, <laughs> OK, Willow. We're watching Willow. We're watching Willow. Yes. And okay. I'm adding legend to the list now that you've said that. But <laughs> keep going. Um, Does it have the girl from the girl from what? Ipamina, girl from no, sorry. No, what? isn't there a girl from Buffy the Vampire Slayer named Willow? Yes, there is. Okay. Wow, I'm so I'm clapping. I'm so proud of you right now for pop culture they reference. Have, they have nothing to do with each other, do no, they? Not oh. at all. <laughs> okay. No. And then before you ask, yes, there's a tree named Willow as well. Oh, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's name all the Willows. <laughs> uh, so, have you ever heard of this film? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know nothing about this movie? Nothing. Oh, man. I was going to be like some preamble, but I I do not want to take away a clean slate. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Is it a scary movie? Is it a- <gasps> You're that? <sighs> I have nothing? no idea. The irony of this is amazing right now. So many levels. I can't wait to get over later. Um so you have no guess? You have no idea what year this was made then? No Nothing. clue. Nothing. Just blank. Okay. Are you going to guess 1982? I thought it was year- a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> oh! Also with the girl from Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slayer in it. That's what I thought. So oh, that's true. That's all I've got. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling now that you're about to watch this movie? You have no idea what it's about. I'm feeling confused. Confused? Yeah. Okay. It's not what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> all right um just give me the encapsulation phrase words anything i okay. know you know nothing about it but you know it's named willow so, so two uh, words two or three words to describe the movie a willow tree in shadow okay <laughs> all right well let's go see if we can find some willow trees yeah let's go all right hi Hello. I'm laughing because in my head, I was trying to 
remember the spell that was Willow was casting when he was protecting himself. <laughs> it was like, L-O-I, L-O-I. I don't remember at all. <laughs> but I just kept, it started, words that are not English just started repeating in my head. And that's why I was laughing. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I I am well, more well than you. You are like, uh, it's like a spell. It's like the evil queen cast the spell on you immediately after we right. watched this movie and you yeah. lost your voice. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's why you sound more sultry than usual today. Day four. Day four. Of the curse. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. So we watched Willow. Would you like to give me... You okay? You're, you're, I, how did I not know that Willow existed? I how did I not know? A story by George Lucas. Yes. Um, some of it was done by the Lucas... Or the, his production company. His, made, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, there was another... Oh, Ron Howard? Yeah. And directed by Ron Howard. And Thank you. His production company. Holy yeah. moly. Imagine. Yeah. And um, Val Kilmer is in it. Yeah. I did not know this movie existed, and it hits all of those points for me. I know. I love all those things. <laughs> I love how your hands are I just, just open to the sky right now as you're talking. It's crazy. <laughs> when the movie opened and I saw all those names pop up, I was like, what? What? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. all existed, and I had no idea. Yeah. And it's like a fantasy movie. Yeah. And and it's just every everything I like I- all rolled into one, and I had no idea. And, and they just so happened to have released a Willow TV show on Disney Plus as well. So. Yeah. Right after we watched the movie, mm-hmm. I was on Twitter and I just mm-hmm. kept noticing like these like mm-hmm. um, Warwick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Davis. Warwick, thank you. Warwick Davis. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. I just saw him. Whoa, he's looking not much older. What, what's going on? And what's all this Willow stuff now on Disney streaming? I'm like, is yeah. this the old one? Yeah. But it's is it a new show or a new movie? It's a new show. Wow. Yeah. With Warwick Davis yes, in it? Yes, yes, yes. And is Willow grown up? Uh, well, I mean, you can tell from the... Yes, he's older. Yes. No, no, no. Willow. I mean, no, no, no. Oh, Lorela? I'm getting it wrong. Yeah. The baby? The baby. Ah. I intentionally... I just know it exists. I have not... I've done spoilers for myself. I didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, it would be sweet because I wanted to watch the show with you. But I'm like, she hasn't seen the movie, which is the whole point of our little journey here is all these great things you haven't seen. That's why I was excited to do this one. Also, it hits so many of the notes. I don't think you were into like Lord of the Rings when you were a kid, you know, like probably not so much, but you got super into it the past couple of years. So I was like, the fantasy is strong with you right now. So I wasn't you know. into Lord of the Rings because I didn't really know about it. <laughs> Case in point, you know about most things. Yes. I would have totally been into it yeah, had I like known true. about it because I true. was into, yeah. So that mm-hmm. all of these things, I was like, oh, this is totally up my alley. Yeah. So uh, you want a summary of the movie? Yeah, I was going to say you gave a summary of the, the star power. But I'd be delighted. Yes, please. Okay. So it takes place in a fantasy world mm-hmm. where there's um, no electricity, no plumbing, but there's um, a queen, there's castles, there's um, knights, and then there's these little people. Like, yep. um, it's hard not to compare them to the hobbits, hobbits, but yes. mm-hmm. um, these little people. Yep. And so there's been a queen, an evil queen, who has been reigning for a long time. And there's a prophecy that a baby mm-hmm. will, a girl baby, um, will like ruin her reign and 
she wants to destroy this baby before the baby gets to a chance to grow up and and the prophecy becomes fulfilled. Yeah. So she um starts going after all of the the pregnant mothers in the village and yeah. she um she knows who the baby will be because there will be this um birthmark mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the inner part of her arm. Yep. Telltale sign that this is like the prophecy. Of course, baby. Of course. So, um, so she finds the baby, and the um, the mother is like, I think she just gave birth in a in the dungeon. Yeah, because they were yes, they wanted her on deck, for right? Like getting the baby, right? Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to miss the prophecy, baby. No. And then, um, so they they see it's the baby. They're like, all right, we're going to get rid of this baby. But the mother pleads to the nursemaid mm-hmm. or the um, yeah midwife nurse, midwife. Yeah to save the baby and she does she goes against like the guards she like sneaks the baby out and no one suspects her no one suspects the midwife That's, and yeah. she sneaks off with the prophesized baby mm-hmm. and um but before long, they catch on to it and they send the dogs after her and that's when you start to realize like whoa this isn't the real world because these are like furry yeah like warthog, warthog they look like wolf slash warthog slash like they were really good the effects on the dogs yeah were good yeah like i was expecting to be like oh i'm waiting for the chintzy part you know when i was watching it and they held, that part held up really well i think yeah i mean it was like a frightening sequence too of these dogs like chasing after the woman oh yeah getting closer and closer and finally she has nothing left to do but to make a little flotation basket moses style yes. puts the baby in and sends her off down the river and then the dogs get her the part where the dogs get her like in order to release this in the uk they had to like cut down that part really they don't show much from what we saw but they had to like edit that part for you know yeah 80s i i've been laughing while you're talking you're probably wondering why because i'm imagining george lucas like reading lord of the rings around christmas time because like there's there's a lot of like Lord of the Rings esque things going on, but then there's also a lot of like biblical things that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the prophesied child, and then the royalty that wants to kill them. So then there's the flight, and then they bring in the baby, putting down the water. Yeah. Well, wherever his inspiration came from, it's a great story. Oh yeah. And so to to pick up my summary, um, so then the little baby is discovered. Um, by this the cutest children possible. Yeah, they're so cute. They're so cute. There, it's a village of these people, um, who are all I mean, it's like smaller people, mm-hmm. and they are all played by um, people who are smaller. Yeah, and um, so the children, they are the children of Warwick Davis, who is Willow, mm-hmm. and um, they discover the child, and he. Um, reluctantly like takes the child home and they hide her a little bit um, until the village um, has this festival and it's like a celebration day and um, Willow's wife wants to hold on to the baby and the kids love the baby Mm -hmm. but Willow is like "Mm -mm, this is trouble yeah Um, and he's really reluctant about all of this but at the festival the dogs come looking yeah. for the baby so he has to fess up and they, they get rid of the dogs but he has to fess up and say hey they were coming after this the human baby <gasps> gasp oh gasp. no and the yeah. village leader who's also like a magician no 
wizard? He, he, Sorcerer? He, he, I would call him a magician. Probably. Which Willow is aspiring to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he gets shut down this time. Willow's he, like, uh, Will, let's call him a wizard because Willow's a magician. Magician, you know, we have a friend who's a magician and they do. do sleight of hand tricks and things like that. But, you know, wizards do actual, like, real magic. So, yeah. yeah. He, his his mentor is the wizard, probably. Yeah. So, anyway, Willow, they're like, we need to get this baby back to humans. They have another name for humans. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember what it was either. But we need to get this baby back to humans. I need a couple people to do this. And Willow, you're going. And so um, Willow and this uh, group of guys from a his- A fellowship almost. A fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop it. They're selected <laughs> for a quest. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. And they walked. So they're selected for their quest and their their job is just to basically find a human and like say, here, take this human baby. It's one of yours. Mm-hmm. And then go back home. And they do that. And so they're they're like, okay, we can go to this like, there's like this intersection of two like trails where they know that humans go. And so they're like, let's do it. Let's go to that intersection. Mm-hmm. What also happens to be at the intersection, there's like these cages yep. and um, like people who are probably bad are put in these cages and left to die. Theoretically. And that's where we meet Val Kilmer, who is obviously a bad character who's been left to die in this cage. You know what the crazy part <clears throat> about Val Kilmer is in this movie? What? When I was a kid, he's a really angry person, right? In a lot of the movie, like gruff. Mm-hmm. And his name, they call him Mad Mardigan. Yeah, yeah. But his name is Mad Mardigan. It's not that he's just mad crazy or mad angry. His name is Mad Mad Mardigan. Like when I was a kid, I thought they were just calling him mad because he was crazy. And then Mardigan was his name. But his name is Mad Mardigan. I actually thought that too. See? Because it's like there's always a pause after the mad Martin. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I looked up the spelling of the name and it's no space. Mad Martigan. That's like, hilarious. Yeah. Well, um, the other guys are like, okay, we made it here. Let's just leave the baby here. We're done. Um, or hey, let's take this criminal out of the cage and give the baby to him. Sure. Yeah. They just <laughs> want to get back to their town. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but they convince Willow to do that where they leave and then, yep. and then Mad Mardigan convinces Willow to let him out to help. Anyway, Mad Mardigan takes the baby and he's gone for the baby for like three minutes and the baby gets stolen yeah. by bro- even smaller people. The brownies. That's what they were called. The brownies. They, the humans called the, the little people pet. Peck, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm thinking like a bushel in a peck. So, yeah, I still can't remember what they called the humans, though. But anyway, the brownies, super tiny. They're like the size of like mice, maybe a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. maybe the size of a rat. They're hilarious. They're, they're little really sprites, fun. like yes. or imps. They're just yeah. They're just full of craziness. I loved them as a kid and as an adult. They were <laughs> highly amusing. <laughs> so anyway, Willow has to like, oh no, help save the baby. Because the brownies got it. Yeah. And I'm going to let you take it from there. To get my voice back. I love how curmudgeon-y Willow is. You could totally, he like, Warwick Davis totally uh, like had that dad vibe going on throughout a lot of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? He's very protective of the baby. He did a great job. Uh, so, wow. Once the brownies 
he, Willow gets conscripted in and then they have to, he, he befriends the brownies kind of after some conflict. And then from there, they go to a pub and the trail leads to there where Mad Mardigan is uh, trying to get out of some trouble. And he, again, again, he's a free man and he's already getting into trouble in, in a pub. So yes, he needs to be on the move and fly away, get away. So Willow, uh, conscripts him to to like go help and find the baby, and then there's a chase. Wait, no, they got the baby at some point. Where? What? Where was the baby? Do you remember um, where the baby was? Well, they were with, the baby was with the brownies because the brownies oh, were like, no, yeah, Willow, yeah, yeah. you need to. There do was this. the fairies, and there yeah. was the whole scene with the fairies, and yeah. Willow got the wand. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. So they have the baby. They stumble into the pub. One of the brownies falls into a mead, which is hilarious, and he acts crazy. <laughs> and then uh, bad guys come, try to get the baby, and Man Mardigan's trying to save his skin. This whole time, the queen had sent her top henchman and her daughter yeah. to get the baby. So yep. they're like hunting the baby down as mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of this is going on. Yes. And Man Mardigan's just running for his life to get escape, but then the baby and, and Willow and the brownies are there, and and... He slowly, uh, yeah, they get to a point where they're trying to escape and his, he just, you know, it's the classic thing. The rogue, he's like the Han Solo character. <gasps> I mean, you know, George Lucas. <laughs> uh, he slowly like is like just in it for himself, but then he starts to get more involved in care and all that stuff. Uh, what? Then, geez, they, they go to a castle. The castle gets attacked and it's just Willow and Man Mardigan. And they're defending against all these crazy people. And then the baby ends up getting taken, and then they have to rally and go attack the evil queen for a showdown. Yeah, the showdown happens in her castle, yeah. on her turf, Yep. Um, in, in this crazy stone room where they're about to do this like ritual with the baby. Yeah. There's an open hole in the ceiling and lightning coming through. Yes. And for some reason, I'm pretty sure George Lucas's kids were watching Thundercats <clears> because <throat> she was dressed like Mumra who is the villain in Thundercats. He's a mummy. She has like mummy like underneath her robes. She yes. has like mummy get up for some reason. Yeah, we were wondering like, what is the purpose of that? I the feel, cloak I get, but I, that. I feel like there was just Saturday morning cartoons and George just walked through and was like, what's going on over there? And, and the kids were like, oh, that's a mummy. Is that your George Lucas voice? Yeah, that's my George Lucas. Because, you know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, I, I see that stuff over there. It looks nice. Uh, yeah, I obviously don't do that one a lot, but it's just what I picture. Well, the cool thing is about watching this like earlier thing from George Lucas is I think as like artists and, and writers, they're playing with ideas and like ideas to evolve. And so we see like some of the early mm-hmm. seeds of like other stories in this one. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I think it's just like a part of their like exploring ideas and worlds and getting to know like how they see these worlds. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> a lot of these things like reminded us of Star Wars. And, mm-hmm. But because it was like earlier ideas. Well. Related ideas. I, I didn't mean <clears throat> anything of what I said as a negative. Yeah. Uh, most art is like taking something that's older, even Star Wars. It's you were looking at like myths and, and Greek mythology. And, and it's like these. The reason we tell these same stories over and over and over again is because there are things that resonate in them that people can, you know, just relate to. So I don't mean that as a negative. It's just it's funny how things compile like that. Like what I said wasn't factually true, 
but it could have very well happened. So anyway, they're at the castle and it has the most, uh, another scene that had to be like cut in the UK release is the most, oh. when I was a kid, the pig scene oh. was intense. You were thinking like when we were watching it, I was like, oh, the girls could totally watch this. But then the pig scene came yeah. up and you were like, this know. is what I'm worried about. Yeah, I, I remember, well, we felt that way about Large March and Pee Wee's Big Adventure and the kids thought it was hilarious. Didn't, didn't blink an eye. You and I both had seen that when we were kids or younger. Scarred me. Yes. Large terrifying. March scarred me. Yes. <clears throat> So anyway, the pig scene was like a lower level of that for me because that's just, it was super intense. Everybody gets turned into pigs. But you see the transition of their bodies deforming. Yeah. And that's what you were worried about the kids seeing. Oh, yeah. Oh, if they were just magically into cute pigs, yeah, that would be fine. It's more the writhing in pain and then slowly mutating into pigs, the part that's, yeah. But rem- the little brownies when they're, when they're little tiny piglets, though, is so cute. <laughs> It reminded me of another movie that I can't put my... Oh, oh, it reminded me of... Lord of the Rings. No, no, <laughs> no. Just the, the human turning into an animal. Uh-huh. Um, Twilight. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The horses. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was like... So in that movie, it was way, really traumatic. <laughs> yeah. That that movie haunts me, too. Yeah. Um, Most movies do haunt but you. But this movie, like... Because the effects are kind of older mm-hmm. and don't hold up as well. I'm I, just saying it. I can say the Val Kilmer <clears throat> with his pig tusks coming out, that <laughs> image is burned in my memory. Oh. It is just, I've seen it right now, clear as day. It's been in my head ever since I saw it as a kid. Oh, no. It, that is fine. It's, but it's just like, it's it's a very intense picture like in to see. Yeah, the moment is intense. Yeah. But I... I don't know. Oh, I, I think no. kids today. The Val Kilmer like, one was eh. made, the Val Kilmer part, but some of them were a little, yeah, like some of the effects you could definitely, that there was like a half man, half pig one where that, yeah, it looks, it doesn't age quite as well. It, no, a lot of the special effects didn't age quite as well. Well, the thing I'm talking about though, where Val Kilmer is like, has the tusks, that totally reminds me of the Arukai. When they're coming out, Soromon in The Lord of the Rings, where Sauron is like, they like cut them out of the sacks, oh, the yeah. amniotic sacks and the Urukai come out and they have those big tusks and they're like, ah, like <laughs> that. It reminded me of that. So I was hmm. slightly joking, but not joking when I said Lord of the Rings, because that's what it reminds me of. Interesting. I also have seen a lot of movies where human beings transform into other things like werewolf movies and things like that. But usually you're turned into these powerful creatures, you know, not a pig. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a different angle. Anyway, longest summary of our entire podcast here. Yeah, I, we went really in depth in that we are. summary. Yeah, but you well, know, it's not done yet. At the end, they end up infiltrating. Willow wasn't a pig. They do an a Trojan horse type thing because he finally helps the wizard, the wizardess. Yeah, we'll go with sorceress. Let's go with sorceress. Okay, sorceress. There was a good sorceress this whole time. She was a talking animal. He finally can gets his mojo so he can transform her back into a human. And so she uses her spells to restore the good army to humans. And then they do a Trojan horse thing, even though there were pigs, to get the bad guys to come out so they could get in the castle. Epic battle scenes, sorceresses fighting and throwing each other. And then Warwick uses his his amazing um, sleight of hand to psych out the sorcerer queen so non-magic magicians end up saving the day yes mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. it's an illusion it's an illusion i can do that with my voice lower you can. now it's nice. <laughs> so um 
then the, so the baby so in this this in this whole process mm-hmm. um mad mardigan and the daughter of the queen surprised mardigan mad mardigan there's a little relationship between the two so they adopt the baby yes and they the get the nice daughter. clean yeah. beautiful castle yes they do and yeah. um willow gets to go back to his home mm-hmm. and his kids are still adorable and wonderful and yeah. all as well he was on a tiny horse too he had yeah. a little horse he rode in and it was really cool yeah um it was a great movie it was a great movie i'm so glad we watched it i really enjoyed it I could tell based on the look on your face when we were watching certain points. And at the end, it has this scene of the valley, I think it ends on. It's like this beautiful green valley where the village is, Willow's people. And it's just pretty, pretty ending. Yeah. I could see you like not wanting to leave the realm kind of a thing when you were watching it. It was cool. Some of it was shot in New Zealand too, right? Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just just such a beautiful, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I hate leaving fantasy worlds. It is nice. Once you're to the happy ending part, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, what was your favorite part of the movie? I think it was, the first thing that pops into my head is the relationship between Willow and his family and his kids. Mm-hmm. Just, it was just so innocent mm-hmm. and sweet and and just beautiful. Yeah. And the acting was just so genuine and it was just a real, it was a real sweet thing to witness. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, <clears throat> it was cool. Um, What's Warwick, Warwick Davis said that it was the largest ever casting call for little people, like mm-hmm. at the time when they made the movie. There were like 240 people that were hired for the film. So that village was like, you could feel it. You could feel like yeah. the community and like the warmth in, in those scenes. Totally. It was totally really great. cool. Yeah. And there was like diversity amongst the little people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really cool to see too. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the movie, I'm a sucker for like when they have, I like the the Han Solo redemption type characters. They're fun to watch, you know? Uh, I like the the scene where Mad Mardigan, you got me doing it too now. I'm saying Mad Mardigan, where <laughs> Mad Mardigan has to like redeem himself and fight the big a Skeletor. I mean, the the bad general. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I probably, I like, I like that. But the brownies too. I really oh, like the brownies. Oh, they were really fun too. But, and the effects that they did, like the yeah. way they made the visual effects with that. Yeah. Like, so uh, speaking of the effects, you mentioned earlier, some of them were a little, eh, but what, overall, how do you think the movie holds up? I think it's dated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you watch it and you know, like when, mm-hmm. it, when it was filmed. Yeah. When was it filmed? You <laughs> what, you had guessed. <laughs> I should not have said that. Actually, this was one of the times where you just refused to guess. You had no idea. <laughs> so. I still don't really know. Um, you really don't know. Okay. 81? 80? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I really don't know, babe. It was 1988. <laughs> <laughs> uh Nice. I also really liked, um, I mean, the, where it was filmed and like the scenes, uh, like the, in nature, like the, the setting was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, the castles were fun. Um, they had a lot of good practical effects in the movie though. Okay. And like the villages, the sets, mm-hmm. uh, some of the creature effects, some of the yeah. practical were good. The dogs were really the good. The dogs were really good. But like, um, yeah, like I think the armor and things of that nature all looked really good and the swords and stuff. So I feel like it held, held up well in general. 
And the parts where it's kind of, it's still fun and it kind of like, I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was also going to say that I liked the relationship between Mad Mardigan and Willow. I like that play. Like when at first they're just totally like against each other and only wanting, you know, something for themselves. And then, you know, one of, they warm up to each other and I just like that in a story too. yeah so that was really cool that's a fun and it seemed also very like genuine at the end mm-hmm. what was the worst part of the movie for you the worst part mm-hmm. hmm, that's hard to say it is uh, it's probably just the effects mm-hmm. they were just pretty lacking like mm-hmm. like at the end with the sorcerer and the showdown and stuff like those effects were probably the thing that like took you out of the film the most yeah I think the personally, like the exposition of the evil queen, like uh, those are probably my least favorite parts. Like as a kid, you know, mm. bad guy just kind of talking is kind of, you know, less amusing for you. It's a little boring for a kid. Bad woman's speech. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it could be any a bad woman or a man, really. It's just the exposition of bad guys sometimes can be rough. Mm-hmm. Like that's why. Yeah, it's it's. It's hard to have really good expositional like lines and stuff. So, yeah. You got me monologuing. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Getting me off topic. I know. So what, if any, messages do you think were <laughs> oh this film, Melissa? Well, the message I take from it, knowing that it was like early George Lucas, is just like, keep doing what you're doing. You know? Like as as a writer or an artist or like someone who's mm. like making something like like just you start with one thing and you keep going. <laughs> That's my personal takeaway. Uh, sorry, I'm just what? La- I'm laughing because you keep saying early George Lucas. It's not early. This is like ten years deep into his career. Yeah, probably fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the scope of his whole career, it's early. But, you know, overall, it's it's not like his early formative years. I think yeah, that's almost I, the part where he's having fun. Like, he'd made all the Star Wars, the first, you know, the, first, the real three Star Wars. And then this was, and he made Indiana Jones, a couple of those. Oh, wow. That really puts it in a timeline yeah. for me. <laughs> yes. So I really think this was just him, like, having fun. Like, he didn't direct it. Uh, he wasn't produced. Um, I can't remember if he produced or just did the story. He probably did do some production, but anyway, yeah, super cool. Yeah. So, um, how would you rate this one? Fantasy fun. Fantasy fun. Like, if you like fantasy, you really have to see this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be dissuaded by the subpar effect, the aged effects. It's still super, super fun. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Okay, so if there were a prophecy about you, oh, mm-hmm. okay, as a baby, what would it have been? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is really funky. As, so, a prophecy about me, yeah, as a baby, yeah, like because that's the there's a prophecy about this baby, right? Like, <laughs> what if you were as a baby, there was a prophecy about you? What would the prophecy have been? <laughs> Um, the first thing that comes to mind is like, I, I don't, I was born like 10 years mm-hmm. after my parents had their first two children. Mm-hmm. So it might've been like, um, I don't know. You may be surprised by a baby 
or something. She I think be, I was a bit of a surprise. She will be unexpected. She will be unexpected. And when one comes, then comes two. Oh, yeah, that's very my, cryptic, like, yes. Yeah. And right. my prophecy would have been, you will have this one and never another. <laughs> you will have the... I know what your prophecy would What's be. What's my prophecy? <laughs> You're going to agree with me. Okay. You will have this one and its curse shall be passed on. <laughs> that's true. Are you referencing my mother's famous, I hope your children are exactly like you. Yes. When they're growing up. Yes. <laughs> She has cursed me many times. Oh, Melissa, I'm it. sorry, but I hope you have one just like Nick. <laughs> amazing. She meant amazing. <laughs> she forgot that word. She, she like never said it we're afterwards. We're just very dramatic in my family. She was just oh, being surprised. Yes, I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Any parting thoughts before we uh, abracadabra out of here? Oh, this movie was so cool. And now like I'm going to. I didn't want to spoil anything mm -hmm. like with the new Willow stuff, but now mm -hmm. I'm going to totally dive into that and see what that's all about. Yeah, I know. Yes. Let's, let's go check that out. Okay, great. Bye. Bye. You're not warriors. You're pigs. You're all pigs. Or Danalora. Willow. Luwatha Danu. Believe in the word. Luwatha Tuwatha. Man Marigan. Luwatha Danu. Tuwatha Tuwatha. Oh no! Lock Danalora. Lock Wall Danalora. Luwatha Danu. Man Marigan. Tuwatha Danu. Lock Wall Danalora. Mad Mardigan! I'll take care of the baby. Blackroot! I am the father of two children, and you never ever give a baby Blackroot. Well, my mother raised us on Blackroot. It's good for you. The chair on your chest, doesn't it, Dick? Her name is not Stick. She's a Laura Dannon, the future empress of Tara's Lee. And the last thing she's gonna want is a hairy chest.